This is riveting. Find more at riveting.fm. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a new online store for you to check out. What? Go to shop.drunkwordnerds.com. Can you say it again? Shop.drunkwordnerds.com. All right. I'll go there today. You can find (laughs) t-shirts. Can I get a mug? It's a classic bean water mug. There's also a tote. Oh, my God. I put all my books in it. You can hold your books or your drugs. (laughs) It doesn't discriminate. Not if if Tawny's using it. Visit today. Shop.drunkwordnerds.com. Support our show. I'm Morgan. I'm a publicist. I'm Linda, and I'm a writer and editor. And this is... Drink. Drink. Drunk. A grammar show. With a drinking problem. Tonight, we're doing jello shots. I mean today, or whenever you're listening to this. Jello shots, Canadians, slanguage, and misused words. Yay, get excited. Bean water. Always. Always on the bean water. I made jello shots. Morgan was quite the homemaker today. Mm-hmm. Came home from work and got right to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Cooking up some jello. It's vodka and Saint Germain and Luxardo, which is a maraschino liqueur. This is much fancier than the jello shots that I'm accustomed to mm-hmm. at like Jimmy Buffett concerts. That you usually Back puke in, up in yeah. a porta potty. Back in high school and such. Well, maybe college. Are you ready? Grab one. Brian, I posted these on our Facebook page, and I said I was going to make them, and I made them, so. Delicious. You've mm. done it again. <laughs> <laughs> the Martha Stewart of Jello shots of alcohol. Thank you. They are good. The Luxardo makes mm. them uh, bitter, so yeah. they're not super sweet. Yeah. A little bitter. It's good. Ryan's ah. yeah. mm. gave a weird look. Oh, that was just... Me enjoying it. We're all chewing into the microphone. Better than those, uh, like those gummies. <laughs> I like those gummies. So Just I posted the dark ones. all the ingredients on the Instagram, but I didn't put up the recipe. So the recipe is on the Facebook page. Basically, if you want it, just you know, let Google me know. It. Let me know. I'll tell you. It's not a secret. Google knows. Google knows. I feel like I'm totally in your hands tonight because I like kind of don't know what the show is about. Dum dum. Yeah. Well, should we start with our former president? Yes. We're living in an alternate universe right now, one that everyone's probably jealous of as they listen to this. Yeah. When we're recording this, Barack Hussein Obama is still our president. But when you're hearing this, Something else is happening. I can't be sure of what it is because we actually, it's like I a big don't question mark. I feel comfortable. No. Last time I tried to predict the future, it did not go well. <laughs> so we're just going to keep it what we know. And what we know is that our president is a beautiful man and smart and sensitive and kind. And he recently, a letter that he wrote to a plain old U.S. citizen went viral or I don't know, whatever. I I came across it. It was on the internet. She wrote to him as I'm sure bajillions of people have and will continue to Uh telling a personal story about her family and specifically her father and his story as an immigrant and rising from 
you know, being a foreigner into this country to being somebody who served, you know, high up in the military and was super smart and all kinds of, just a great story. And he took the time out of his day to personally write her back. What a guy. Which is just fantastic. And she took a picture of the letter and she posted it up and... I took a picture of that picture and I immediately sent it to Linda and Brian and I said, I have breaking news, bad news, not just breaking bad. Yeah. Bad news. It appears that Barack Obama or probably most likely whoever types his letters for him, those two spaces after the period. I can't believe it. Like, I just thought he was such like a modern leader. <laughs> she can't believe it. And I mean... What, What is going on? No wonder what's-his-name was able to get into the White House. They don't even do a typing test. No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is... I, I seriously can't believe it. Like, why has no one on his staff along the way <sighs> Been said like, to him, Hey, Barry. Yeah. It's really cool that you <laughs> actually respond to your constituents awesome. and the people that you've been serving over the past eight years, but could you not? Yeah, with, with the, the two, two spaces, it's yeah. just it makes you look like it's embarrassing, old fogey. Yeah, we're embarrassed of you, Barack. Mm -hmm. Um, and Brian pointed out not only that, but he does the uh, indents in the paragraphs, so he <sighs> puts a space between paragraphs and, and like a line indents. space, yeah. and he indents. Yeah, you're not supposed to indent anymore. Is that that's correct, right? I remember reading uh, that a while ago. It depends on the style, like whatever. But I don't think it's necessary. You can get anymore. away with never indenting today yeah correct? because there's a lot people use line breaks yeah. i mean in books and stuff when you don't use those line breaks you need to yeah indent. you need to clarify you're starting a new thought or a new, but in letters, a new paragraph yeah yeah but formal writing technically we're saying if, yes as long as you do enter enter and there's a line okay. break you can't just oh. jumble it all together yeah, then it'll just be one paragraph got it he's just you know it shows his age is all i have to say <gasps> Well, also, I, was, I imagine that he's probably a Chicago-style guide loyalist. Oh, yeah. Don't you think? Yep, you're right. Mm -hmm. And who knows what That's, they say. Uh, I mean, they are... I do love Chicago Manual as, like, you know, following them on Instagram and, like, their books and stuff like that. Yeah. Because I just think it's interesting. Anyone who, like, thinks about grammar and language and style, I find interesting because it's just, like, I love to hear the thought process Mm -hmm. Of like how you got to where you got, but yeah, it's not as common as um, you know for for everyday people like I am. You're not an everyday person, Lynn. Ah, you're in every space day. <laughs> no, that's wrong. Everyone, that was the wrong usage. I know. <laughs> okay. Well, so. good riddance, Brock. Just kidding. <laughs> but. You know, one space. I'm sure he's listening now that he has all this time on his hands. He always was. Neighbors. My neighbor. Speaking of neighbors, Canadians. Mm. Um. So whenever you think about Canada, what do you think? Hmm. I think of... Feel free to weigh in, Brian. Kindness. He just shook his head. Bacon. <laughs> mm. Um. Can't you, like... Go to strip clubs there when you're like 18 or something or 16 or something like that. You can drink when you're oh, maybe it's drinking. like 19, I think. Mate, I don't know. In Montreal, for sure. Um, okay. Well, this was a fun exercise. Yeah. Next, no. Okay. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Next all. segment. Just wanted to know what Linda thought. Yeah. About Canada. Uh, okay. 
So they say A. Yes. Right. Sorry. I got it wrong. <laughs> I didn't say the answer that you were expecting. They say about, I also A and they say a boot and they say uh, sorry, mm. which is always the biggest tell for me when a Canadian actor is trying to play oh, yeah. American because you don't think to adjust the way you pronounce that word but it uh it'll take me right out of a scene i remember i used to watch the oc and the mom kelly rutherford oh seth cohen's mom yeah was canadian and she would be like seth i'm sorry that blah 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 and i was oh like oh took me right out of the I like on shark tank drama when the canadian's like i'm oot now he weighs in yeah yeah <sighs> you're such an unpredictable little bastard that's right yeah, the sharks Bye. do say like, yeah, a moot. <laughs> I can't take this deal, a moot. Okay. Anyway, A is, those are all words. A is not, is a word, but it's weird word. E-H. Yeah. It's A. E. E. Right? E-H? Yeah. E. It's not E, e. like I'm doing. E. 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 This is so annoying go. for anybody listening to this right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. So according to Dan Nozowitz from Atl- Atlas Obscura, Canadians are not particularly amused when you point out their A habit, but it has become emblematic of the country in a way that is now mostly out of their control. In response, some have embraced it, adopting it as an element of Canadian patriotism. But what even is this word and how did it come to be associated with Canada? It is what is known as an invariant tag. And that's something that's added on to the end of a sentence that's the same every time it's used. Um, a tag in general is a word or a short sound or a short phrase that's added after a thought. So most tags would be, you would say like, isn't it is a tag. So like, it's a nice day, isn't it? Oh, right. So that's a tag. But um, I say right a lot. Yeah. This is cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... A is an invariant tag because it doesn't change at all based on what you're talking about. Same as right. Like you could say like, it was nice today, wasn't it? Which is, makes it a variant tag because it switches how mm-hmm. you use it. But the thought, the thought's the same. Um, so A is invariant. It never changes. It's always A, whatever you're talking about in the now or in the past. And it can be used for all kinds of things. And Canadians know so. The major ways it's used is while stating an opinion. It's a nice day, eh? Mm. Also as an exclamation tag. Those are great shots, eh? Well, no, that's a question. Like, great shots, eh? Like, huh. Okay. You know, you're saying like, you're excited about something, eh? (laughs) Or you can use it as a question mark. Pass me a beer, eh? Oh. Wait, that's not a question mark. Pass me a beer. It's not a question mark. <laughs> no, but you're using it. I'm sorry. You're using it as a request or a command. Oh, I, I don't uh, know why I said a question mark. I meant to say request. But oh. I said question. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so you can use it as a request. And then there is the odd example of using it within a criticism, meaning you could say to me, hey, you really messed that up, eh? <laughs> <laughs> that's like a nice way to soften it, I think. Which brings me to Jack Chambers is a linguist at the University of Toronto, and he says that all of these uses of A have one pragmatic purpose in common. They all show politeness. Mm, They are so polite. Using A to end the statement of 
an opinion or an explanation is a way for the speaker to express solidarity with the listener. So basically you're like, hey, we're all on the same page here, right? A. A. Do they respond back? A. 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 No, that's weird. You don't ever say it unless it's as the tag. Okay. Like, so you could say, we're doing this, right? And the other person would say, right. You don't say, we're doing this, A. And the other person doesn't say, A. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, say, yeah. Yeah, that's what we're doing, or right, or uh-huh. Yeah. So it's only used in that weird way. Um, and as a command, it's very weird because it weakens the speaker's position. It it takes me giving you a command, pass me a beer, eh? Like, it, like can you do it? Yeah, it takes me from, I'm not in the place of power being like, pass me a beer. I'm now saying, now I'm giving you the power. Pass me a beer, eh? Okay, I so like that though. Because it's, weird. it's like, yeah. why why are you commanding me? Do what I say. Get eh? your own beer. It's so much nicer. Get your own beer, eh? Yeah, that's so much nicer. <laughs> and the final and weirdest use is called a narrative, eh? And that is when you are using it as you're telling a story and you're indicating that the story is continuing, you're not done yet, and don't interrupt. So you would be like, you'd say, I was making the jello shots, eh? And I put in the vodka, eh? And then oh I my started, God. eh? And you're like, you're using it almost as like a tick. I need that because my stories are so long and rambling and boring that like people often are like, is this over yet? And I have to be like, eh, not. <laughs> it's not. Wait, no. what's your tag at the end of stories? You know, and like, I was like, oh, and, and I, I was, was like, like, oh, <laughs> maybe it should be. And I was like, eh. hey, <laughs> but that's at the end of my stories. I need something in between. In the yeah. So that it's like, keep listening. Eh? <laughs> I'm not done. <sighs> I need like a halfway point <laughs> to tell people they're almost there. Halfway in there. <laughs> halfway done. Eh? Give them a water. Lots of other. <laughs> dialects and lots of other languages have this same idea where you say right or okay or yes or you know that's a big one you know you know oh um, yeah and this is common in different languages uh in spanish they'll say no and i feel like in french they say we oui. like oh yeah 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 um but a is so uniquely canadian that they've kind of adopted it as their thing and i also feel like maybe in other languages it's not for all of those uses like that seems to have yeah. a ton of uses like especially the request one i feel like in every other language excuse me it wouldn't be like pass me a beer right or yeah pass me a beer no yeah <laughs> pass me a beer we it is very obviously i only know english a lot of different <laughs> uses it, this is not uncommon for a group to have a, a a linguistic stereotype that they latch onto with pride. And this writer calls out, for example, the citizens of Pittsburgh mm. who have turned yins, which means the plural you. It's like y'all. Yeah. Um, and it's a phenomenon. If you're in Pittsburgh, you can get a t-shirt or a mug or a bumper sticker that says something about yins. And everybody refers to themselves as yinsers. You can't call us yinzers, but we can call ourselves yinzers. Right. It's one of those. Um, and, but the weird thing about Canada is that it, that's, it's messy when you apply a term like this to an entire country, not just a city or a region, because now it's like very, very widespread. And of course, 
uh, may be associated with another stereotype of Canadians, which is that they're polite to a fault. And using A as a signal of politeness and you're seeking accord with your audience. This guy, I already forget his name. Sorry. Dan closes by saying, when your country's most most identifiable linguistic feature is a word that indicates inclusiveness, (laughs) it's not such a crazy thing to assume that perhaps those qualities might be found in the people of that country as well. Aw. Yep. Let's all move to Canada. See you there. Do they podcast in Canada? Yeah. I don't know. They probably just all get together at somebody's house. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of podcasters in Canada. I, I know. I was just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Morgan, you yeah. listen to the Hidden Brain podcast. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Listeners of Hidden Brain or listeners of NPR know Shankar Vedantam, who is the host of Hidden Brain. And it's a really awesome podcast about like social science and psychology and stuff like that. Who coincidentally did a segment on contronyms. Yes. Days after our segment on contronyms came out. Yes. So. Coincidence, I think not. No. Is what I'm trying to say. Morgan thinks that like the most powerful people in podcasting listen to our podcast secretly mm-hmm. and then cover what we cover because mm-hmm. uh, it's happened a few times now. And um, so, yeah, la- the latest one is Hidden Brain. Mm-hmm. Shankar had on uh, John McHorder, McHorder, who um, wrote a book called Words on the Move, Why English Won't and Can't Sit Still, like literally. Can't stop, won't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought it was actually you should listen to the show it's really good I thought you should it's a good one it's a good one except that they talk about contronyms and we were like hello guys they even use the example we did with seed and seed yep. no so and so wait oh seed. no yep yep you're right seed and seed sorry yeah. no problem um, forgiven but besides the fact that they totally ripped off our segment <laughs> on contronyms They also just talked about how language is this like moving, breathing, evolving thing and not necessarily like getting better, but just changing. Which is something we talk about a lot. Yeah. And and so he made this point that was like, um, until like language started getting written down, Mm -hmm. no one was like, that's not how you're supposed to use that because it just changed and nothing was written. So it just changed naturally and you never were like mm-hmm. back in my day we didn't say like all the time because you didn't remember because basically it just happened so naturally totally so language um, english has been changing for so long yeah and everything's been changing like he said it you know it, every it was all latin and then it was you know a, italian and then it was it, everything is constantly evolving and we can't get back to the yeah, root of it because that's crazy talk. Yeah, like he's he made the point that if you go thirty years ahead, it would be interesting just to hear mm-hmm. if you were just transported, just to hear the little differences in the way people talk. And he was like, for instance, if you went back thirty years, you would never hear the word like mm-hmm. really because that hadn't started yet. But now it's so common; everyone says it all the time. 
Yeah, and that's this is what I've said before when we've talked on this show before about vocal fry, and I tell people to get the fuck over it. Yep. Like everything else, it's just a change in how people talk. And yeah, when you listen to, you know, newscasts, radio shows from the past, it sounds weird and people talked weird. And yeah. that's fine, but we don't talk like that anymore. And we won't talk like this eventually. So he was basically, yeah, just get over it because that's how it goes. And listening to him, I had a hypothesis mm. that I know. Um, You're such a scientist. You know me. Science gal. <laughs> okay, we can't even come up with a term. <laughs> oh, not for us. <laughs> Whatever. Um, okay. Oh, so language changes and people get all snooty about it and upset and I had this hypothesis that now that today in 2017 the way that people communicate and specifically young people who are the ones changing the language yep. is you know 90% in writing whereas the, what, that was not the case for a super long time Yeah. now we write text messages and we tweet and we comment on Instagram and yeah. all of our correspondence is written down and I think that that makes people more mad. The traditionalists are more annoyed. They see it more because they see yeah. people saying like, "Your eyebrows are on fleek." Yeah, the party's gonna be lit. Like they're like, "Why are you doing that? Those aren't words. You're not using them right." Yeah, as opposed to just not having to hear people's conversations that you don't want to hear. Yeah, you can see everybody's conversations. That's a good point, and it annoys people. Yeah, even though they shouldn't be annoyed. And mind your business. Well, one of the things that they said on the show was, um, or that Shankar said is, young people have always used language in new and different ways, and it has pretty much always driven older people crazy. <laughs> For sure. Pretty good. Oh, another thing they talked about, which reminded me of your Canadian story, mm -hmm. um, he brought up, John brought up, uh, why, uh, that yeah. like, uh, at the end of a word mm -hmm. uh, so I would say I know yeah that yeah. like that yeah. sound Come at the on. end of, yeah yeah mm -hmm. and he was like you'll he you can hear a lot of young women saying that especially and he was like and in like 10 years you'll hear men saying it because women are the first ones to to adopt these things and then the men follow <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny totally lady scientists oh you all of us. Okay. Even John? No, ladies. Okay. Shouldn't it just be scientists, though? No. Oh. Mm -hmm. Female scientists. Female mm -hmm. scientists. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't it be Lady... scientess? Scientist S? Lady language <laughs> wizards. Wizettes. Ooh. <laughs> Wizardesses. Morgan's changing language every day. <laughs> <laughs> English is a flexible global language. Indeed. Therefore, there's no definitive answer as to whether you're using a word correctly. Just talked about this. <laughs> but some people, Steven Pinker, who's a Harvard linguist, think that you are using words incorrectly. Mm, downer. Yeah. He wrote a book titled The Sense of Style, 
and Jessica Stillman pulled some some excerpts from it for Ink Magazine or mm-hmm. Ink.com. I don't know. Figure it out for yourself. And he has, I guess, some peeves of the most misused words in English, according to Steven Pinkman. Mm-hmm. Pinker. <laughs> <laughs> I just misused your last name, buddy. Uh. Okay. Adverse. This means detrimental. Yep. It does not mean averse or disinclined. Yep. So people mess this up. So that's a big one. I think people say that more in like speech than I see it written. Yeah, I think most of these are a speech thing. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, So people will say like, "Oh, I'm adverse to that idea." Yeah, they just don't know there's a difference. You're averse to it. Agreed. You hate it. Yeah, adverse would mean like those vodka jello shots had adverse effects on our podcasting abilities. Yes, that is correct usage and a correct statement. Thank you. Thank you, Steven Pinker. <laughs> I did not use all of his peeves. I just pulled a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is bemused. Mm-hmm. This means bewildered. It does not mean amused. So you could say that this list of words left you bemused. <laughs> confused because you're a little overwhelmed you're a little bewildered but you can't say um that the, like the stand-up comedy comedians jokes were bemusing unless were, you were confused by unless them. you were confused but i'm gonna assume you weren't because then you might just say you were confused i don't know guys it means bewildered now this is an annoying one i have a peeve with his peeve okay you have a peeve with the peeve you don't agree with the peeve. I've got a peeve with Pinker's peeve. Okay. <laughs> this is like a Dr. Seuss book. Thank you. <laughs> I love that you took that as a compliment. You're like, I'm not even going to ask. Thank you. <laughs> you know how Canadians say, eh? I say thank you. <laughs> Pass me a beer. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that actually kind of makes sense to mm-hmm. me. I mean, it's bratty, but it makes sense. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, Pinker's peeve that is, peeves me is data or data. Ugh, people say that I say it wrong. That's not his thing. His thing is that um, data is a plural noun, uh, not a mass noun. So he wants people to say datum when they're talking about more than one data. Wait, data is plural. Datum is singular. Oh, yeah, I did it backwards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's a singular data? Oh, shit. Datum. Datum. She's right. I, I meant that and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> but right. what is that? Like a single piece of data? It looked like you data? were reading it, which I, was the funniest part. And like I was, but the words are swimming. So they were just all over the page. And I was like, hmm. Whatever. Language is changing. Get over it. Too okay, many, so too many a jello singular shots. datum. So you would say this datum supports the theory, but the other data refute it that makes no sense or am i dumb that makes no sense like a data point like yeah. a specific piece of data uh-huh, should datum. be a datum if you would say a data point no you wouldn't i never heard that who's before. this guy steven pinker <laughs> i love how brian can go an entire episode like, without talking run a data company like th- mm. this is bullshit sweetheart fuck this guy i'm going back to what i was doing 
All right. Anyway, segment over. (laughs) No, we're still going. Disinterested. This means unbiased. It does not mean uninterested. Mm, That's a big one. This is a big one. So people say, think that this means like they're not into it. They don't care. Not what it means. It means like this datum data (laughs) thing should be, we should have a disinterested judge like a disinterested party come in and fix that like somebody who doesn't have a bias yeah who can figure out and Not be Brian, the judge no apparently. he's biased <laughs> we need somebody disinterested in the datum data. on wikipedia says it may refer to a single item from data so it doesn't definitively refer to it well that's because language is changing this guy's a that's stickler. my point language is changing oh my god so does he have a point <laughs> since when does he have a datum point Oh man, I hate saying data. I like to say data, but the one time that Caroline was on this podcast, she made so much fun of me. It was like, dad, 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 change my diaper. Oh my God. (laughs) It wasn't going exactly like that, but it ended. I was going to say, I don't remember that. that We weren't here. It ended. I I listened to it. It didn't start there, but it ended there. Oh my God. This is a good one. Okay. Enormity. Okay. Do you know what enormity means? It's the consequence of something or the... It only refers to extreme evil. Isn't that cool? Oh, I didn't know that. It does not mean enormousness. It means that the enormity of the terrorist bombing but bystanders brought bystanders to tears. This is his example. I didn't just come up with that. Um, I think I knew it was always negative. Extreme evil. I love that saying. <laughs> What's the other one that's negative that people use incorrectly? Oh, I know. What you Do you mean, know what I'm talking about? But I can't think of it. This is uh, really compelling. I shouldn't have brought it up. Yeah. It's something like that. Infamous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Infamous. Infamous is negative. More, it means more famous. No. no. <laughs> that was in the Three Amigos. You ever see that? I know Morgan hasn't. Oh, I've heard that song. I have a lot. seen it, but. I don't oh, I've, that. I've sang that to you, right? You know what I'm talking You've about, Linda? You made me watch the YouTube video of the <laughs> opening song. <laughs> I think more than once. This is, I guess it's for the Gen Xers. Have you seen that, Linda? In the yeah, beginning. Yeah, like a really long time ago. They though. write a letter to, to, I, to, to the Three Amigos and the bad guy. Like, infamous. It means more famous. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Um, Lol. Hone means to sharpen. Yeah. It does not mean to home in on. And I am guilty of this. What? Yeah. Really? You don't hone, as in Nancy, in on something. No, you home, as home. in Margaret, in on something. <laughs> uh, so hone is only for, for sharpening. So, like, I today I honed my jello shot making skills. Yes. And then, you know, you home in on something else <laughs> <laughs> well i homed in on the jello shots as soon as i saw them there you go not is that there's one left not mine i had three i had two that's yours it's yours did you have three i had three three oh. three right away three it's the three amigos <laughs> that didn't no okay oh, that makes sense Shit. okay doesn't matter just get drunk like us and everything will be funny <laughs> amigos we are the three amigos this is bad if brian's singing <laughs> we're never gonna make it to a second episode <laughs> okay nonplussed 
It means stunned or bewildered. It does not mean bored or unimpressed, which I actually did not realize. Linda. Sorry. I am nonplussed by your slurping. Stunned, (laughs) bewildered. I really meant unimpressed. (laughs) You know what? I love to suck jello through my teeth, though. (laughs) People don't need to know that. And you can't always do what you love. Sometimes you have to eat it the other way because you're on the microphone. My last one. I just wanted to do it the right way. (laughs) There's a whole tray downstairs. Oh, well, bring them up. (laughs) Did you know that about nonplussed? Yes. Oh, you're so smart. <laughs> I like it the other way. I guess I could just say I guess I could just say not impressed. I need a better word for unimpressed because I think that's how I usually am. <laughs> you're unimpressed so much that you need more words. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Too. <laughs> okay. Now here's some helpful ones. For real. We're almost done. You're going to learn something. If I get them right. Simplistic (laughs) means naively or overly simple. It does not mean simple or pleasingly simple. So it's not good simple. It's bad simple, basically. All right. Uh, So you could say like this simplistic answer suggested he wasn't familiar with the material. You wouldn't be like three simplistic recipes to get you through the week. Right. That's not right. That's bad. That was a great example, Morgan. Did you read that? No, I made up. The first one I read, the second one I made up. You're so good at this. Thank you. Ready for this? Last one. Are you ready for this? I like to point out I haven't signed. Jock jams. (laughs) Ready, guys? Lie. Lies, lay, has lain, means to recline. L-I-E. Lay. Lays, laid, has laid. L-A-Y means to set down. These are obviously something that's misused a lot, and it's fine because we get it. But now you know. And L-I-E, lie, means to fib. So no fibbing allowed. Are you reclining? Are you in repose? Or are you putting something down? Yeah. Or are you lying? Are you? Are you? I hate lie versus lay because it's like something I will just never be able to put in my brain. Well, I'll try because Pinker don't like. But like those up. two are one thing, but then when they get into like past past participle, blah, blah blah, then they become each other. So then yeah. it's like, oh, now this one mean this one you use lie. Well, because yeah, lie can be lay. Mm-hmm. But lay is then late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Okay. Well, <laughs> learn it because Steven Pinker don't care. He's nonplussed. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Pinker. Thanks for listening, everyone. Check out our new online store and also do the social media. Do the internet. Do the internet. DrunkWordNerds.com. That's where you'll find all the shiz that you need to live. Thanks for listening. Catch you on the flip.
This has been a riveting production.